Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. This is episode number 28. I am your host, Joe Zakreski, joined by a big old panel today. I've got along with me, Eddie Kayazo. Hi, Ed. How are you? Joe, happy afternoon to you. <clears throat> and I have our friend Shamokin Steve. Hey, hey, Steve. What is going on, Welcome Joe? back, Steve. And um, hey, maybe we, we won't just call you Shamok and Steve anymore because you just launched a new website, Keystone Retro. Yeah, you can call me Keystone, Steve. Keys- no, just Keystone uh, Retro. Keystone <laughs> Retro, which is going to be very fitting for this episode. It definitely will be. <laughs> and we also have our friend from Different Take, Joe D'Angelo. Hey, Joe. Hey. How's it going? Absolutely fantastic. One- How are you guys? Wonderful. Doing wonderful. Also back again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we have going on today is we're going to talk about a, a little of a, a wrestling, a little wrestling. A little wrestling. Something yeah. switching it up. Yeah. And a, a character who's definitely close to, like, I know Eddie was a yep. huge fan. No, Joe's a huge fan. Steve, right. you know the wrestling biz. I do. And you were a big Taker fan too? I, I mean, I always was. And yeah. it he has always been one of the top five and even for myself probably one of my top five and it's hard not to and he and he definitely falls right into the category of red river horror yeah yeah straight up horror character from the day he became the undertaker yeah (laughs) i.e the undertaker the undertaker yeah Mm -hmm. because like uh, we're thinking when we before we record this episode eddie and i were talking about it's like yeah it's definitely a character that's one of the reasons that why we like scary things horror definitely you know sure um i mean joe you're probably the same way too right yeah absolutely because you're going to see the undertaker from a much younger age because he premiered when we were all very young well and and you guys are a few years older than myself so i think you're maybe what four years or so older Uh, 84 85. 85. 80, okay. So I'm 86. Joe, you're Joe D, you're 85, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so two, three years, but, yeah. you know, when you're, when it's the early 90s and I'm three years old and you guys are five or six, <laughs> it's true. that's a big difference. It is a big difference. So I don't really have a memory of The Undertaker. I was kind of a late person to wrestling in general, so I really didn't start watching wrestling until 98. And if you read my article on RedRiverHorror.com, you'll kind of hear my origins of finding out about The Undertaker. I'm kind of curious about you guys. Like, yeah. when you first remember seeing The Undertaker, hearing about The Undertaker, or even, like, an earliest wrestling memory. Yeah, okay. that's exactly how I wanted to start, too. Because, like, for me personally, I got out of uh, wrestling while it was still WWF, probably right before it changed. 2000-ish. Um, yeah. So it's right after I got out of grade school. So like once I got into high school, um, just other interests overtook it. Women. Women. Hell yeah. Women. Music. Music. You know, yeah. things like that. I just got a little busy. But I would still like hang out with guys who were into wrestling, you know, hear about it. I, you know, it's not, it's not like I'd ha- learn to hate it. Mm-hmm. And um, when I think about The Undertaker was always one of my favorites because he was like kind of creepy with like Paul Bearer. I never had cable, so I was never like able to watch like Raw or anything yeah. like that. So I would always catch it on like these weird. Uh, what was the sat? They had a Saturday show. Saturday night main event. It was a Saturday so- afternoon show. Oh wow! So oh no, it could Sunday be like, morning. Or yeah, was it Sunday morning. Could be in Sunday morning. They don't. They had a ton of syndicated Superstars. stuff. Yeah, Superstars yes, was one yes. of them. That's it. Wrestling Challenge, which I feel goes probably more back into like yeah. the late '80s. Maybe it probably wasn't. 
it may have been around in like certain markets even to into mm-hmm. the 90s yeah so that's where i would first start seeing that's like that's was most of my exposure to wrestling that and ecw was on channel 48 on saturday nights. sure and um but the undertaker you know playing the video games always looked really cool it's a shame that in the 90s wf video games were just awful yeah wcw and nwo definitely won that battle mm-hmm. they definitely did and, and, and then wwe just Bought, bought it out. Bought it out. Yeah. All right. We'll just take that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then my big thing is actually the debut because I just had a bunch of random VHS tapes as like a, was like my collection as a mm-hmm. kid. And one of those was Survivor Series 1990. Yeah. New York, correct. With uh, Sergeant Slaughter betraying the United States and fighting for the Iraqis. <laughs> Stolen so we're Valor. talking Stolen per- Persian Gulf. And that's the debut of The Undertaker with Ted DiBiase. And I think I peaked probably at that WrestleMania 14 when, like, Kane first came around. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I stopped watching wrestling when he switched to that American badass persona, I was genuinely upset. And that was, like, the nail, sure. in, the, the nail in the coffin oh, that I would never watch wrestling again. Mm. I could see that. What yeah. about you, Joe D? Um... Uh, <clears throat> First memory, uh, how I got introduced to the character. My my cousin, um, he's like an like, kind of like a like an older brother guy. I look up to. He introduced mm-hmm. me to wrestling and um, would rent videos from like as you guys know West Coast Video, you know, <laughs> the funk West Coast Video, and uh, we would watch them. And um, I remember seeing that uh, the first actually the first video I saw of Undertaker was um, or first time seeing him was when he beat Hulk Hogan for the title oh and i was um i was young i was young young and um he scared the living daylights out of me and i was the i was rooting for the obvious choice hulk hogan as a kid and i was so mad that this thing defeated this evil dead person defeated the Hulk. you know the hulkster i just was like but I was scared to death of him, like all the promos and everything. With the after he won, there was like a grave, and Gene Okerlund was looking down, and he's like, "Oh, he was like scared, but he didn't show what it was." I was terrified. And then after I got over my fear, um, I like maybe like the more I watched, like I don't know, months, years later, I was just like, you know what? I this is there's something cool about this dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he was just. I just was completely fascinated by him. I would just watch, and he became my favorite. Him, Bret Hart, just those two. But Taker was just, there was just something about that character that, and it was just the way he wrestled too. Bobby Heenan said it best, the way, I can't, I love watching this guy wrestle. There was something intriguing. It was so slow, but it was so cool. So that's how I got introduced. So powerful and just methodical. Mm -hmm. And and that's Mm -hmm. funny, like you said, uh, his match against Hulk Hogan when he beat him, as crazy as it is, like we're we're now talking thirty years, thirty years plus. This will be thirty one years since he debuted. Ooh. He won that title the next Survivor Series, so nineteen ninety. So yeah. So so right out the gate, he was already huge and has been for thirty yeah. years. I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, like at the time, wrestling was a very bright kind yeah. of show. Like everyone, like would have bright colors. I think like Ultimate Warrior. Randy Savage, a lot of really bright colors. A lot, like, of, a lot of early or late 80s, 80s 90s, yeah. like neon. <laughs> neon. But, uh, I mean, like, even like if there was a darker co- uh, character, what was like the ones like Dr. Shakalu? I don't know what. Oh, sh- um, Papa, Shango. Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Like, that was like, Shango. this was like, yeah. that was super goofy. Whereas The Undertaker, 
goofy as it may be, he just was had a different presence that was actually yeah somehow somehow a a dead guy yeah is less goofy than a head hunter whatever head he shrink, was whatever you want to call it. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You put anybody else in that role. You take, you know, um, hypothetically, you take the guy who played Chains. Mm-hmm. And even though he, he was completely terrifying Chains, he was. I was going to say, but, um, or Nails. Is it Chains or Nails? Nails. I, I mean, both of them are, are some pretty big boys. But the, in, the, in, the inmate guy. That's Nails. You, yeah, Nails. You take him and you put him in Taker's role. Does doesn't it work. Do, does, does it, yeah, it, it's so it was Does the right guy for the right role, and it was believable. And he, the way that he took it seriously, the way that he said, and he took, he said in an interview with his podcast with Stone Cold, he watched um, uh, Halloween, Michael Myers movies, and Jason, and that's where he got the inspiration for a lot of his moves. When he walked all slow, the sit up, everything that was all Michael Myers and Jason. Hmm. That's very interesting, so, and you can see that too. Like exactly yeah, what you're saying, the way he rises, Jody, like yeah. the methodical, the way he moves in the ring, it's just overtly creepy. And oh yeah, yeah. I mean, was his? I mean, he had to stop doing it when he would walk the rope, or is he? Uh, or is that something he did he, up until retirement? He definitely he did up to retirement. Yeah, really. I mean, he yeah. He, he maybe slipped a time or two in the in the later <laughs> years, but yeah, hold me up. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a uh, yeah. I mean, it would it would it would hurt his hips, but I mean that would that move is all it's him, but it's also you need that the, the person that you have the arm needs to help. It's a combined effort. Yeah. So as much as he's he he needs the balance to walk the rope, but he also needs to you need to keep the arm in a certain like you know length and thing. So to basically balance, help balance yourself. So that wasn't as hard for him to do as it was as like diving okay. over the top rope. That gotcha. he had to stop doing. He couldn't yeah. do that during a certain year. I think I think he put the kibosh on that when he almost broke his neck and killed himself at, at WrestleMania. Maybe. That'll I don't say it was twenty five. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. That'll, that'll, that was terrifying. Yeah. That, That'll so, make you change your so mind. So, Joe, I'm sure you probably have not seen this, and uh, Joe Z. So he was doing this thing where he would go headfirst over the top row, big mm-hmm. big clothesline, and it was him versus Shawn Michaels, and mm-hmm. there was supposed to be a cameraman who was going to catch him, and Shawn Michaels was going to pull him in, and the guy just, just completely missed. missed him, and Taker just went <laughs> right down on his head. head. Big tree fall hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seven foot man. It was the spacing, right? It wasn't like was he was it were they just a little too far out? I yeah, think it was just a little too far or, out. And it could and it could have been a hundred things. He didn't get enough speed. He didn't go over the rope the right way. Yeah, but he he almost actually became a dead man. Yeah, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> and what about um, you, Eddie? He was big. This was the guy for me. Uh, Joe D actually kind of you hit the nail on the head with the West Coast video. I was. I don't know what got me in, uh, what got me introduced to wrestling itself, but I fell really hard into it, and then I, I gravitated toward two wrestlers: Bret the Hitman Hart and the Undertaker. Now, the Undertaker was so interesting to me because of those old, what was it, Coliseum video? Mm-hmm. That was the old yes. videos, and he yep. was in like promos before that where he would talk and do like Paul Bearer would do is like, oh, and the Undertaker, and like all this different stuff. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So I just kind of got obsessed with those two wrestlers specifically, 
and it kind of fell into the horror thing very nicely because sure. th- there was nobody else that was as interesting as The Undertaker. And Joe actually, I did not know the, you read about him being introduced at, what was it, the 1990 Survivor yeah. Series? I read mm. about that, but I'd never actually seen it. Joe, somehow you had... I don't know where that tape came a from. VHS tape of that. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I kind of was able to enjoy The Undertaker's character from the very beginning yeah. to the late 90s. And I was so into it when we were in, what, 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th oh, grade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's... I mean, that's... You were a devout Undertaker fan. Yes. So much so, like, when Kane came around, like, you would have thought that, you know, someone had attacked your mom. <laughs> like, you you hated Kane with a passion. I did. I did. It was scary because when he lit, that was the uh, that was the match uh, with the casket, the casket yeah. match. That was Royal Rumble 98. <sighs> 98. 98. 98. <laughs> so when Kane came out and then he lit the thing on fire i was like crying i went into school the next day it's it's as if the eagles <laughs> lost the super bowl yeah. that's how i was on a monday morning after that had happened yeah because I... no one had ever yes undertaker had his rivals but none the size of and were as scary as kane yeah and it, it was even i guess maybe that was 94 they locked him he had been locked in a casket before and his soul rise but like it was just his soul like a, an image of the undertaker on the tron yeah <laughs> and like this is they lit a casket on fire yes and it, and as funny as that is you know one of the things that solidified it for you and we were talking about it a bit before we started recording here that's my first like real memory. That, that, was, uh... that royal rumble is my first memory of the undertaker so I kind of found out about wrestling around Survivor Series 1997, which, if there's any wrestling fans listening, it was this Montreal screw job, and Bret Hart mm. got yep. the title stolen from him. Mm-hmm. There's documentaries, there's Dark Side of the Rings on. I'm not going to explain something that's been explained a thousand times before, right. but wrestling, wrestling with shadows, right? Yeah, wrestling. Oh, from, yeah. There was a do- there was a documentary right away on it, on top of wow. it, mm-hmm. and even even documentaries are still doing about it today, but. I heard about that and there was some controversy. So I started watching and the first thing, and it may have been on a tape. It may have been live. I, I, I doubt it would have been live. My parents wouldn't have paid $50 to let me watch that unless I was <laughs> nope. over at Buddy's house. And I don't remember that. But seeing that same imagery of pouring gasoline on a casket, lighting it on fire. Mm-hmm. There was a man in there. I'm sure there wasn't, but there was, <laughs> yeah. a, there was a guy in there. There was no cutaways or anything like that, and they lit a guy on fire. And yeah. Like, there's a whole article, redriver.com, check it out, that I talk about my memories there, but that that sold me. Yeah. <laughs> that sold me completely. I actually just went back, so once the pandemic hit, I decided, and it's been something I've been wanting to do for a couple of years, I decided to go back and watch all of 1997. So nice. I, I, started, oh I started on January, I think there was an episode January 1st, maybe it was the 4th, watched every single episode of Raw, every pay-per-view, I just got done last week, and <laughs> and right now I am up to that 1998 Royal Rumble. Oh, wow. Man. It's been, it's been a lot. That's a haul. It, <laughs> there's a lot of bad, there's but, a lot of bad stuff in there. there's so yeah. much emotion when you're that young. 
Like there's so much wrapped up into like you you like live and die by your heroes. I was Ten years old. This, this was real to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that moment stands out. But leading up to that, as soon as he changed to the purple gloves, and then when he changed to like the the trench coat with no sleeves and yep. the tear mark and all that stuff, I had a longing for the old Undertaker. I wanted the gray gloves and the gray long socks and yep. the, everything. So it was weird that when he came out like that, it took me a little while to accept him as this new, I guess, attitude era taker, you know? And see, I'm more nostalgia for... Badass? No, for that, like, 97, 98, what he became is, like, the Ministry of Darkness, where it got even crazier in... The, the satanic stuff he was really doing like mm-hmm. yeah but think about how how inspirational just of a character he was to the whole business sure um you know look at like you can say the ministry of darkness now the the brand the biggest brand in wrestling's adding more characters of a similar type theme yeah their arrival is adding characters with a similar type theme like things started getting darker they took the red, white, and blue ropes and turned them all red, and the ring was mm-hmm. black. Like it just brought in, it ushered in a darker look. The attitude that, error. Yeah, they had that the attitude. That's what they call it. That's the what they call it. Yeah. The attitude error. Yeah, there was error. cursing. There was blood. There was There's all some, these some boobies. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, I mean, even mankind was a similar type character, and then they, he just evolved into goofy. Yeah. You know, Sako wasn't there in the beginning. Yeah. But it was just to add another person, I think. Does anybody know the origin of mankind? It doesn't matter. I, I, I do. I oh, you do? What did, how did Mick Foley start that one? So, side Mick, note. So, this is a quick sidebar. The origins of mankind was he was a deranged basement dweller. So, like, all his early stuff was, like, him in a boiler room. He had a rat. I, I want to say the rat's name was George. And he had, like, a rat, and he would sit in the basement. He'd pull his hair out, and he was just a deranged, you know, psycho kind of – kind of – he – from things I've read and yeah. interviews and stuff, he draw, drew a lot from Silence of the Lambs and, like, kind of that hmm. mentality. I don't see it totally, no. but... Cool character, nonetheless. Yeah. You know, whereas, like, Kane was literally just a... He was the Undertaker's brother, we found out later, right? Yeah. You know, so it's, like, literally just a complete copy, just with a different look. Yeah. And they both had Paul Bearer, right? Well, yeah, and they did. And all the ones that I would say the characters that have survived that had that sort of horror element to it, most of them have come from a ethos around The Undertaker. Yeah. So Gangrel, and if you remember Gangrel, is a is a vampire, bloodbath, yep. everyone. That was, the brood was part of the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, like yep. that. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, and even like Sting tried to be took on the darker look, yeah. And on the other side, and that's the one he's made. Very that gross. wrestling character, that's just what he does is just cling on to some kind of pop culture reference and run mm-hmm. with it. Because the very last wrestling thing I went to was the the main event was Hogan and Sting, and Sting was repping the Heath Ledger Joker. Oh look. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> TNA, weren't you there for that? No. How did I get dragged to that? So, how did I get dragged to that? You, I thought you were there. Oh no, I think I went. Well, I went with Kyle, who you introduced me to. Yeah. Who? That's how. That's how out of wrestling I am. It's like where I could talk about like these nostalgia things. We have a good friend, Kyle. Kyle, hi, if you're listening. But like, he's a really friendly guy. Would invite me to things and sent me a text the one time. It was just all caps, money in the bank. 
Mm-hmm. Now I didn't know that that was a newer like a pay per view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sent him a congratulations, <laughs> bud. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Oh, dude, congratulations! <laughs> like, why are you telling me money?" <laughs> so that happened, and it's just you know, I I would consider like watching a WrestleMania just for the Undertaker match because he what like he had that long running thing where it's like the Undertaker never loses at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Until uh, a few years ago, right? Yeah, it was just a few years ago. It was, uh, yeah, five years Rock ago. And that's and yeah. J- Joe D. That's actually something I wanted to ask you about because I know. Have you been following Taker like until the very end? Yes. So I literally, I think 2009 was the last time I considered getting WrestleMania because he was going to be back and there was going to be some big entrance or whatever. I, I don't even remember what the hell happened after that, but I haven't paid attention one bit do you think that should have happened do you think the streak should have ended i know that i've heard people who are into wrestling their take is well if it was going to happen anybody it would have been brock lesnar that's a fair thing and i'm like yeah but it's not like the undertaker throughout his career has been world champ a lot think of how many times Shawn michaels and bret hart and like all these big names were champ they were champ uh, stone cold the rock the Undertaker, as far as I remember, was only world champ like five times when I stopped wrestling, when I stopped watching wrestling. So do you think that that should have been something Taker took to the very end, that being his thing, or do you think it was appropriate to end? Uh, there's yeah, two things I want to hit on. Uh, I want to get back to that uh, title thing. So I, I was going to make that point earlier, but I'll, I'll hit on that in a little yeah. bit. Uh, do I think the streak should have ended on a – Personally, um, no. Do from a business standpoint, do I understand what Vince, what his mentality was? Yes, I think even Taker convinced himself that he thought it was best for business, and on, and on some level that he was like he accepted it. Like, yeah, I have no problem with it. This this is the business that needs to happen. But I think even now in interviews, he's sort of like wishes I, I, he doesn't say it but you can tell that he kind of wishes that that was what, what that was his thing like he yeah. was like but but he but he kind of like he kind of says like ah, it's a, he's he's cool with it now he's at peace with it now but i don't think i think i mean it was the biggest thing like all news outlets were covering it and it was huge i don't but I, I, so yeah but do i think it was worth doing that to a to a guy who was so loyal and you know and it was the i mean the locker room leader i mean it's mark calloway taker that presence that that person who has um been there through and through and stuck by and 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 that's why he is who he is because when vince asked him to hey that morning because apparently vince didn't vince didn't make the decision to end the streak until the day of wrestlemania 30. i did not know I did not know that up until the day of WrestleMania 30, Vince had Taker going over Brock. And that day, that day, because on uh, Taker's podcast with Stone Cold, the second one, he said, Vince asked him, like, hey, uh, I'm going to have Brock go over. And Taker just like, okay. And it didn't really sink in until later, kind of what, but it was just like, the reasoning being probably business-wise, make the most noise. And I think he also told Taker, if anybody's going to do it, 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 this is the guy. Like, there's no one else in the future that can do this. Now, I disagree. I think if you're going to – 
Brock, as, as Taker says in the podcast, Brock didn't need the rub. And I don't think Brock needed the rub. Mm-hmm. If, if it would have been anybody, I think it should have been Roman. And Taker actually says it should have been mm-hmm. Roman. And I, I agree with that sentiment. That it I agree been with Roman. that, too. And, hmm. and they only need to wait, what, on another year to that they could have pulled that trigger? Maybe maybe two years? And yeah. it, I think it would have been much more impactful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it would have put Roman as a as a you put Roman as a heel. Well, even if he's not a heel, you can make him a heel in that sense. You could have had that you know take care of Roman, and then that's that's the making moment. That's the moment that that you could say like, oh my god, it so really? it has all. So I've been to uh, three WrestleManias now. So I was at WrestleMania twenty nine when it was him versus CM Punk, and. It, the, all all the good builds around the Undertaker are always maybe this will maybe this could be the year right and there's some yep. years where it's like there's no there's no chance in hell like, yeah. I think maybe in the early maybe like 2004 he wrestled like A Train who was Prince Albert who was the guy that was all tattooed <laughs> up and would come out with uh, piercing needles and stuff like that and so you know it's just not gonna happen but mm. like CM Punk was so huge at rising the time star he was a rising star I mean he's Still or was a, the star. He, yeah, and he's still a star, and he hasn't been there in four years. Yeah. Um, into movies, and you know, we can go into horror stuff about CM Punk a day too. But yeah, yeah the guy's really into it. But nevertheless, it there was so much drama around that. And then the next one that I went to was Thirty Two in Dallas with friend of the show Mike McTavish, and it was just gone. It was him versus Shane McMahon. Yeah. It was a Hell in a Cell, which awesome. Cool. I got to see Hell in a Cell, but... Again, Shane? Yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool. It was cool. It was, cool. It? It was kind of cool. All right. It was cool. See, that's the, the, the just a little sidebar. That's why I got out of it. Sure. I was I was so... I'm like, all right, who the hell are these people? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I didn't like the people they were building up around that time. And then, you know, yeah, girls, yeah. of course. But yeah. go ahead. Steve, no, no you're, no, you're right. But, like, even just three years later and what had happened in between there was the street was lost yeah it just lost all its big mystique around a wrestlemania undertaker it doesn't even matter Mm. no anymore yeah yeah it's just okay well it's hell in a cell doesn't matter as much yeah i mean it's still wrestlemania is still right the undertaker i mean it's it's not the streak correct right And, and even up until what he did this past year like he kind of came back around so like there, there was a year in there he, he wrestled like John Cena in like a three minute match it it was stupid it was probably five years way too late but this year with the pandemic they ended up doing a cinematic type match hmm. and it was a boneyard match so it was a cask- it was basically a buried alive yeah graveyard that, match that old fun thing okay. but they like did it on, like on a farm they he came right into to Metallica playing in the background on his Harley <laughs> but he was kind of it was cool it. it Worth a watch. Really? It's act. It's you know, fifteen yeah, minutes very, or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's where it's worth a watch. Did okay. he fight somebody? Yeah. So it was AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. So AJ. Oh my Styles, god, AJ Styles is amazing. He's a very Shawn Michaels. Very athletic. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. He gets compared to Shawn Michaels a lot. Very athletic. Oh, yes. But yeah, it was in a graveyard, and there was stuff getting lit on fire, and you know, druids coming out, and like they really cool. made it really cool. And Neat. you want to talk about like the horror aspect, like that. It's got that. It's got it. It has it to a T. Yeah, nice. The trash talking, man. The trash talking during that match was so cool. And that was yeah. They're just talking wanna... shit the whole time, like on each other. Yeah. Like... It was cool. <laughs> but like, I, that's the thing. It's like 
I mean, the Shane McMahon thing, yeah. You know, he wanted to take her for the mania. And the, the Cena thing was more so Cena giving the rub. And I think Taker, because I don't even think Taker even thought he was going to wrestle that year. Uh, if you Have you guys watched the, uh, the Last Ride, the documentary on the network? The Undertaker uh, documentary? I, I've, seen, I've seen a bunch of clips about it. So they basically did a uh, Jordan-type documentary. <laughs> on The Undertaker. Yeah, on The Undertaker. Yeah, like it wasn't point. Yeah, it wasn't plan. Yeah, like he said, like he was like, I didn't. We didn't mean to kind of call it the last ride because of the last dance. It just kind of had to happen that way. But it's really, I held off on watching it because I knew um, that it was something was happening, and I mm-hmm. knew that AJ Styles match was like maybe his last. And um, I held off on watching it, and then when I heard that in the last, you know episode that he pretty much sort of like talks to the camera and says like hey this pretty, is kind of like sure a, done. this is it i was just like i was like oh man I, I can't watch i gotta i gotta wait to watch this so i finally watched it recently and um it just goes to show uh, first of all it's absolutely you guys all need to watch it it's just um, a good documentary if like well, if you like yes. wrestling if you like the undertaker like, mm, it's the way uh, to go uh, i but i it, know someone with a, a login We'll, we'll take care of you. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Red River but Horror it, uh, recommends that you all subscribe. Please subscribe and to watch Peacock. Your... <laughs> right? Please subscribe to I, Peacock. But but the but the Cena thing, it was like I, he was so low in his confidence at the Cena thing. It was just like it was like a last second thing. He didn't even really wasn't even sure he was going to wrestle. I mean, they they danced around the idea. And the reason why they didn't set the match is because Taker wasn't sure he was actually could wrestle physically. And he just mentally wasn't there. He was so shot from his performance with Roman Reigns because he was so slow. He was so hurt. He was just was not moving around. And he really thought he was done that they were like, okay, you know, um, that's it pretty much. And when he didn't want to go out on that note, Vince knew he was really, you know, mentally just sort of out of it. And he was like, hey, let's do this. He's like, okay, if I, if I feel it, I don't know. We'll see. And then we get close to the main to mania and finally it's like okay i can i can do this and yeah. mm. for cena cena puts him over and he looked good in that little short spurt taker looked good he looked he showed flashes of like okay he still got it and um when they uh he he was getting healthier they did a couple of matches and um overseas and then uh yeah to that aj styles match which was supposed to be a regular match at uh in the stadium but because of covid yeah the cinematic match he thought it was so good he was just like Okay, okay. I'm, I I can end off on that note, like it, because he was oh, that was always his biggest. If you're, it's it's that good of a exclamation point that that's what he said. That that's right. I think I remember hearing about it. Yeah, it's like okay. I I can end on this. This is good for him. You know. Yeah. I can go out riding the motorcycle, but being the dead guy, like yeah. That's awesome, yeah. And and that I think would bring us to the American badass period, with sure. which I, of course, like you said, that was kind of the end for you, Joe. Well, it was right before that. That was where I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh, done. I, see, I've been seeing a lot of like stuff, and and it's kind of funny to look back on it, where like before he became the American badass, there's some like random like, I I just saw something that was like the 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 best non Royal rumble, Royal rumbles. It was like some YouTube video that they put together and it was like on a episode of SmackDown or something like that. And the undertaker's just doing commentary. And this was before the American badass. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's in a black label society, long sleeve <laughs> and a bandana with, with a pair of sunglasses. But like, he was still 
the ministry kind of dead man. And this was even before. Yeah. And there was like a bunch of peaks of that before it actually. Yep. You happened. see, it's 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 on its way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about as drastic as like when Hogan went Hollywood. Sure. Though Hogan was wow. th- had been around for so long that it's like you know needed something. He's got to yeah, be Hogan, bad at some point. Yeah. Hogan Hulkamania was around for 16, <laughs> 20 years at that point. Yeah. Like, so I could see where it's just like, ah, eh, let's change this character up a little bit. Yeah. But it's still well, was they, like they not, needed not something. Me. They needed something. I loved the American Band. I, I loved every character, you know, kind of facet of the Undertaker that he had. But like, I thought it just it always seemed to fit what he was what he was mm-hmm. doing in the storyline. Time. and because of the attitude error the corporate ministry was cool i mean the ministry was ministry was cool corporate yeah. ministry eh. yeah. but um um when he was the dark demonic undertaker he had to the ministry and when he came a big show and he was hurt he needed that groin surgery and everything and uh he was he needed he was out for a like you're right that promo was like him and big show they wanted him to do a casket match at triple h and he was yep. like they the way they very wrote, wrote him off was just like he was a backstage segment and he was had a bandana and sunglasses on he was like I'm not wrestling. And he's like, hell, how about this? You know, get used to me not being around. How about that? And he kind of tells Vince, like, yeah, whatever. And then he walks off, and you won't see him for months after the surgery. And the idea was that and I think it was mostly anytime he changed, it was it was it was mostly Taker who was the one who was forcing the change. Yeah. That, um, that, that's what I've always read, whether that's true or not. Like Vince just Yeah. Vince will always say this is greatest creation, but like he had he being the Undertaker had such a hand in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince would like Vince trusted him to basically go. Okay, you want to take this character here? I trust you. And he had the kind of the kind of courage to say like, "Hey, we need to change this." And what the time was, if this was 1994, 1995, if it was even 2000, whatever, you probably wouldn't have had the, the where the business was. It was tough for the ministry undertaker dark undertaker whatever to be inserted in inserted in these realistic storylines that they were going for and he can only take it so far so he was like i need something i gotta go somewhere where this will get a little more realistic All so right. he it, wanted it was, to... it was a perfect storm is what it was like yeah, it was within yeah. that next year it's all like, making I mean, sense the, to me as to why now the inter- the internet's on a rise yeah. so the whole you know, K-fabe. is this real? Is this fake? Kayfabe is is like out the door. Within that next year, they're going to buy WCW. Mm-hmm. They're going to go public on, on yeah. the Nasdaq. Like to have a dead guy, uh, you know, yeah. as one of your characters is like, all right, I, don't know. Yeah. I, get, I get it. And they weren't entertainment yet. It was just, I, I mean, I think their original stock ticker was WWFE, so World Wrestling Federation Entertainment. entertainment. Which is, I think, what their original stock ticker was. But wow. yeah. But we talk about moments that we actually remember, like things. So it's unfortunate because I was so obsessed when I was a kid. I remember the gray Undertaker, the purple sure. Undertaker, and the trench coat Undertaker. The, the Phantom of the Opera Undertaker. <laughs> yes, where his face got crushed by Yokozuna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God, crushed. I forgot. Crushes orbital cr- bone. Crushes orbital bone. Oh, God. Yeah. So I remember Maybe. that. But one thing, it's just because of how much time has changed, how much we've had to work and school and everything in between me now and that time when I was a kid when I could freely watch, you know, the latest Coliseum video on on Saturday mornings. What I remember the most is the the American Badass, and I'll never forget the WrestleMania, I think it was 17, 
at the Houston. What was Houston's Houston, place? Houston Astrodome. Houston Astrodome. So it was Triple H mm-hmm. versus The Undertaker, and Triple H's entrance was just amazing. I think it's the first time he did the 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 spit. I'm not sure. He might have been doing. He was doing that for a bit, but. I want to say, and I can't remember off the top of my head if that was a year that Motorhead played him. It was. Or if it was, because I know Disturbed did it a year for him as well. Huh. So, so that, so Triple H gets announced, and I'm not used to seeing Triple H this way. Like, I was, was not in the as early. As a star. He was dude, a star. He, it, it, and and he's he was like the man. He's taken over. I mean, oh, yeah. Point. And he was Probably. like menacing. Once they get bought out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got, so you got Triple H. And yes, Motorhead, I think it's to the left of the stage, and he looks over, and he's like, oh, Motorhead, I'm going to kick your ass! And then, and then they play the <laughs> the game, and he does that long walk. Well, when Taker came out, and this is the American badass Taker, he comes out on the Harley, and he rips it to the ring. Like, Getting I mean, played in by Limp Bizkit, rolling. I know, I know. Just nice. flying down the... Just, like, he was probably doing 50 because the entranceway was big area, so yeah. yeah, it was so huge. So he's doing like fifty, just ripping down to Limp Biscuit, rolling. <laughs> but that's my last wow. memory. Like two really awesome entrances and two mm. really awesome wrestlers. And then I think that's a good, that's a good place to, to go out on. To okay. be honest with okay. you. Okay. All right. That, that so that WrestleMania sidebar is from a lot of people's perspective like the best of all time wow really yeah. oh yeah like uh-huh. it, it is you'd probably get 90 percent of like critics reviews journalists whatever you want to call them like they would say wrestlemania 17 best wrestlemania ever done. oh man yeah. wow i mean this entrance it, it's forever burned in my brain i think i was cleaning stuff out back in 09 when I was moving into my new house and I found a bunch of the tapes that I had and I popped it in and I watched that entrance. I'm like, oh it's my yeah. gosh, this is this is it. Like, why can't I go back here mentally? Like, this is, I want to be in this space. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they, they I, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want, this is a happy podcast, so I don't want to get into like, why the product sucks now or anything like that. That That's a whole nother, a whole nother topic for a whole nother genre sure. of podcast. Sure. Yeah. But, but nevertheless, like they're still trying to capture that lining in a bottle. And it's, wow. you, you only I, get I don't, so many chances. Yeah. And, and Joe, that's what I'm saying. Like I came around when the, at first look, the American badass, I'm like, this is stupid. He's like fighting Ric Flair and all this. It's like, what the hell is going on or whatever it was. But that I, I, that was the moment when he came out on that motorcycle, and it was apparently like his hometown, and he puts the yeah. arm up and rips it to the ring. Oh, man. It's it pretty cool. badass. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. I, I think that, that that memory for me was his, oh, my God. And I, I still watch it to this day because it gives me goosebumps. Um, like, it just, I get so, so jacked up and excited. The end of the Iron Man match, Judgment Day, his debut as the badass mm, was mm-hmm. the by far the coolest thing I've ever Whoa. seen. I remember the next day being so excited talking to Mr. Mozo. Oh damn, Joe, you beat me to it. I was saving that. <laughs> oh man, that was I gonna be my memory, later. Joe. Uh, I'll talk about that later then. No, 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 no. I was gonna say <laughs> something else oh, about Mo- I was gonna say something else about Mozo, but go go on with what you're saying. <laughs> He he just I I remember going there going like oh my god did you see what and he was just like 
Oh my, that was that was incredible because it's like a sixty minute Iron Man match, and it yep. wasn't like Brett versus Sean where it was like no falls and like it was like a technical man. It was like a, uh, it was, they were just brawn and it was like getting it was close. The and Rock, like, the like, Rock and Triple H, Rock and Triple and, H, and it, was it was just like it, the most you know fucked up shit. Just like all right, now that you know this one's coming in and slapping the other one with a chair, and it's like all right, DQ, and it's just like <laughs> right. just racking up the the ones to ones and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but the time is winding down and rock is starting to catch up and it was like okay here we go like this is and the time's winding down and then the corp- corporation comes out and it's like no and then like everything was just like oh this is this isn't fair like, come on and rock's fighting them off and everything but it was just too much and all of a sudden the clock is winding down Shawn michaels special guest referee gets knocked out to the side all <laughs> of a sudden all these little promos that we've been seeing for months which nobody knew what the hell they were all of a sudden and the little girl's like, now nah, I lay me down to sleep. It's like, pray my I was like, what is happening? Everybody's like, what's going on? All of a sudden, are you scared? He's here. All of a sudden, all of a sudden you hear like this, fuck, this, the song. You hear like American, like this like heavy, like, remember it's like, it's like, it's like, what's happening? And then you see a silhouette of somebody on a motorcycle. You don't know who it is. And all of a sudden, I am American. All of a sudden, he just <laughs> he rips it down in the ring. And I actually, I, I, I think that on. the American Badass part didn't come on until the Raw part. And on uh, Judgment Day, they had to rush the entrance. Yeah, I think it was just like a ra- yeah, like just a random part of the song, or you know, it was the just, very beginning. Yeah. They cut the sound off because it was like it was like round round. All of a sudden, he gets to the ring and they cut the music off because he's got to rush to get to the ring to meet the spot, which he did. And it was so cool. He shows up in this back black leather trench coat, <laughs> and it's just it's flail, and he's got sunglasses and bandana. It's like everybody's just like, and you look at the crowd. You can look it up right now. Go on YouTube. Look at the crowd at that pa- date. Pause the pa- pause the podcast. Go look shit. it up on YouTube. <laughs> and come back. We'll be here. <laughs> they are absolutely losing their shit, and it's just like it's goosebumps how like the, the crowd like you see hands going and people are jumping and people are like oh my god oh my god it's not holy my and like he comes in the ring and they're all he's staring down the corporation the corporation's <laughs> looking at them and also they go he's big booting throwing people out it's like what the hell is happening this is amazing it was so cool so i then i was locked i was locked to me the black leather trench coat the black shirt it, it was almost identical to what he looked like before he left for the injury because he had the black. To me, it was like, okay, I'm, this is cool. I don't know what it is, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, definitely, he went. He went from big, big, tall, like just leather face, Michael Myers, just methodical to <laughs> like escape from L.A. Like yeah. just, just beer drinking, cool badass, like. And then, I mean, that there's a lot, and I the one that always sticks out for me, like, because he kind of went into a a mode with the right after the American Badass, he was big evil, so he was just yeah. drinking beer. He always had a big chew in his mouth, like bandana. <laughs> he cut his hair really short, and and he would. There's a visual, and he has his chew cup, and Tommy Dreamer, ECW Ugh. alumni, mm-hmm. he, he forces him to drink his cup of spit right right in the middle of the ring. So it's not even <laughs> like he takes his dip out, he throws it in the cup, and hands it over to Tommy Dreamer, and just he, he takes a nice little swig of it, 
And Even Taker oh. was grossed out by yeah. that. He's like, like, oh. It was, oh. it was cool though because like the Taker before was so quiet, and he had Paul Bearer who was there and everything. But he was always so like, you come down to the ring in my Ministry of Darkness, and like you're gonna rest in peace, which was cool. But it was like, yeah, it's dark and it's brooding and it's it's evil. But like now you got to see the Undertaker and close to who he was real, close to who he was really mm-hmm. as a person. But now your favorite wrestler, my favorite wrestler, your guy, I don't know. My favorite wrestler is now who's this dark, you know, characters coming down more natural, actually being able to trash talk and say, like, you know, come down to my yard, I'm gonna kick your ass. And it's just like, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like it's going not really talking trash. It, I love it. And and this wouldn't come for many years later, but almost Negan esque. Okay. Like Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Kinda kinda like it almost like an, an early Negan. So All like, right. still had like the greater good in there but he was just yeah boy like zero you, zero fucks zero given. fucks given <laughs> yeah boy you don't do this i'm gonna whip your ass all right, all right. you you staring in my yard <laughs> and i'm the big dog that runs that yard <laughs> and then, and yes then, and then he i mean that was a, that was a time and and not that he has it now but like he, he was already breaking down like his body was already breaking down. He I was, can't believe he lasted as long as he yeah. did. I can't believe how some of those guys last as long as they do. I don't know. It's it's incredible. But that's. I say he, his body's breaking down, but I said I contest that his best years wrestling. First of all, the great the great gloves were my favorite aspect of the Undertaker. Me too. Um, but it was. I mean, the way he moved, everything was. I mean, he was like he had it dialed down. He was. I still he was remember Yoko's. Remember Yokozuna, Survivor Series 1993 or four? Mm-hmm. Yokozuna, he in the, the All Americans versus the yeah, and he would come in, and when he finally got tagged in at the end, he comes in. Yokozuna slams his head, and he and he whips it back up, and his eyes going behind his head, and people are like, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> that's my favorite. But his best wrestling years, I think, came after American Badass. Agreed. I, this is me. His he was in the best shape of his life, and he 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 introduced the what the um what was the uh. The, the submission move that he had. I can't, oh, I can't the, remember the name. The triangle choke. Hell, triangle hell, choke it was yeah. the triangle chokes, but he called it Hell's Gate. Hmm. Hell's Gate. That was, the, like, his matches with HBK, his matches with Triple, like, like before then, the, I mean, even, like, those years, when he went back to the uh, the dark side, the Undertaker, mm-hmm. when he went back versus Kane, WrestleMania 20, 20 everything yeah. from WrestleMania 20 on, Undertaker was... From WrestleMania 20 to like WrestleMania into the years of Triple H, uh, again the the third, second, and third match. Yeah, Those maybe years, twenty eight. Go look. Watch his matches with Kurt Angle. Watch his matches with Rey Mysterio. They are some of the, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy on Raw. Yep. Some of the best matches you'll ever see with Funk Taker. It's, he absolutely killed it. Yeah, he, he it's a career resurgence, and and that could also be even though he was quote unquote breaking down. If you think back to 90 through probably 98, it was just – he was lumbering around the, the ring. It's not like he was yeah. doing backflips and moonsaults. And, yeah. you know, the most he was doing was going down on his knees, which I'm sure get jumping onto your knees every single night like that with a three, 400, sometimes 450-pound man. That's not going to yeah. feel good. It's not going to feel good, and I'm sure it's he probably has multiple knee surgeries. But – and if he doesn't, mm-hmm. he probably will need one at some point. But yeah. I, I completely agree with you, Joe. Like that was probably his best from a like physical standpoint, his most in ring perfect era. 
Man, he had some killer matches, and you guys get, I mean, Joe, Eddie, if you guys go watch his matches, go on YouTube, watch his matches with Rey Mysterio, uh, Jeff Hardy, um, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, 26, like, absolutely killed it. Like, the way, his match with Edge, Batista, Jesus. So, I'll I'll say this, so if if you take away two things from this show... And you decide, you know, I want to get nostalgia. I want to watch some some Undertaker matches. First of all, YouTube, you search the Undertaker, you'll find thousands, best of clips, all that stuff. But if you decide to watch any two full things, my suggestion would be this past WrestleMania, the Boneyard match. Mm-hmm. It, it's the most horror oriented. It, it's cinematic, so it's like a movie. There's, it, it's it's just good in general. Um, you know, so the culmination of all of his characters yeah, in one. That's, yeah, and you don't really yeah. need to know anything that's going on other than there's a bad guy and a good guy, and yeah. the Undertaker's the good guy. All right. So, and the other one I would say is he talked about his wife too. He talked about taking yeah. his wife. Oh yeah, he's just talking shit on Undertaker's wife. Like, you know, you're yeah. a little, you're, you're a little bitch that hides behind your wife. Yeah. You know? And I would say the other one yeah. would be the. I would say either one, but. Uh, either of the WrestleMania matches with Shawn Michaels. Nice. Yeah, watch them back. Yeah. Both the, both, watch them both, both the back to back. Just watch them. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely what? awesome. Yeah. But you you were gonna say it, Joe. Like it was always a a character who he did not he didn't need the title. So like right. we were kind of talking about how yeah. he never really had yeah. a ton of title reigns. He just didn't need it. He was larger than life yeah. himself. Yeah. Someone someone like a Stone Cold. There was money in Stone Cold chasing down right. whoever has it, yeah, and, and being the hero on the chase. But like the Undertaker was just such a big aura, wasn't really needed. Though he had it all, like a decent amount of times. Yeah, but he didn't need to carry it to be a superstar. Correct. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. I think that I was, that's what I kind of was going to touch on. So like I agree with Eddie and you guys. Like I was so frustrated. To me, the Royal Rumble of '94. And that was another thing I wanted to touch on too. That was my, you said the moment where the casket with Kane. Yeah. World yeah. Rumble night, World Rumble 1994 was the moment where I was a kid was like almost in tears. Like, no, what's happening? I remember yelling at the screen saying, why won't any other wrestlers come out? Why won't any, because he was getting, he was fighting off one dude after the other. Yeah. And like 10 dudes are coming out. I'm like, not only is it to fight Yokozuna, he's got to fight another dude, then another guy. And he's fighting them off. But he's still, I'm like, this dude, where is Bret Hart? Where is where where is the good? Where's Hulk Hogan or, or yeah, where, whoever? Where were the good guys? Yeah. yeah, and it's like they were trying to write him off because of the fact that he had to get a surgery done. But to me, he should have won the belt there because again, he had he was hurt, but he was at the peak of his like popularity, and to have ten guys like just completely just this be and he's still fighting them off and they put him in the case. Like, oh my god, but. To me, they like there was a gap of time where he won the belt against Hogan in '91, yep, and then Sid, he didn't get Sid. it again until WrestleMania 13, yep, until 1997. Huh. Yeah, and that was it's like how does that happen? And if I'm and not mistaken, I, think, I don't think he held any other title in that time frame. Either. No, no, he never won. Ta- he never was a tag team guy at the time. No, he yeah. did eventually win it. Yeah, and he never won the Intercontinental uh, belt because he just he immediately went to main event status. And I, to me, it's like it was a tough. Here's where I guess this is what happened. If he stayed a heel, he could have won. I guarantee you, if he was a state of heel, a state of heel, Taker could have had multiple title reigns because that's 
that's your guy. That's your guy who you goes up against the, the baby face. It's the Undertaker. He, you could see the good guy facing down and chasing yep. down the evil Undertaker. But he was so popular. He was so popular. They had to turn him face. I and mean, that that and again, gonna plug the the article on the website one last time. I I, I talk about that slightly in the in the article. Like when the first time I saw him, this guy's coming down. There's this horrific horror music and the bells are tolling and he's got a teardrop tattoo and he's wearing this like satanic robe and it's like and everyone's yeah. losing their mind for him it's like wait that he's the good guy and this sean <laughs> michaels this pretty hair blonde like that's the bad guy in this situation like it as a 10 year old i'm like this doesn't doesn't compute doesn't yeah. compute but i got it then <laughs> that's wild i mean I mean that's just the kind of character that the that the you know what it became such a cultural phenom not needing a belt. I mean I can think of uh, more people that have Undertaker tattoos than any other wrestler I can think of. And the first one I was going to point out, Joe dropped him. Our freshman year English teacher, that's awesome, Mr. Moose. <laughs> he had an he had an Undertaker tattoo. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, that was fantastic. <laughs> I heard that, but I never. You know me, I never yeah. believe anything. But just people walk <laughs> by his room, be like Taker, just like shout shit. <laughs> Mozo's the man. Mozo's the man. Yeah, I mean, I I look back on that. I mean, he must have been probably was only like twenty five at that Something time. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Looking at him, thinking that he was like a grown up. I had a teacher yeah. like that as well. Where in Heinz, Mr. Golden, fan, fantastic guy, and he we we were all in like. Uh, AP Calc and like Calc 2 and stuff like that. You know, we were the smart kids. Hmm. And he was a math teacher. He's like, yeah, I have a tattoo and I'll show it to you guys on the last day of, of school. And the guy has, he had pie tattooed on his, on his bicep. <laughs> Ooh. And then like looking back, like he had to be like 23 at the time. Like we're, we're 18. Like yeah. we, we could have been out the bush drinking with this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I ended up. Being around this this teacher I'm referencing and after school sure. after we graduated sure sure in that kind of scenario but well I guess you know Red River Horrors the the platform Steve did a great article Death Taxes and Takers mm-hmm. Joe D has his channel diff, uh, different take but I would say Joe out of uh, out of us two uh, both Steve and Joe D probably have the more they're closer to it as far as the taker knowledge that's where we are here. that's why exactly. they're here. <laughs> so so because uh, i don't know how i i've been thinking about this the whole show and i don't quite know where to i, I don't have my answer yet but joe d i'll ask you first who do you think who is your favorite of the undertaker's um nemesis like all-time nemesis so over the years he had what yokozuna mankind kane um i i don't really know much after that but who who would you say the number one bad guy for the undertaker that was your favorite mm. wow um from a from a uh like a horror aspect and like like just like just being fascinated i would say me i would say uh, early early Kane early mankind Yoko mm-hmm. but like I, I I from a wrestling aspect um HBK uh and, like just the two the contrast in him being the con- especially those years in 97 98 97 98 yeah 98 where the hell in the cell the casket match 
the way he would antagonize and be this cocky smart and, and taker was like dark but he was the, he was the he was good he was the face yeah. and the way he sort of went about himself it was just like oof. i so i said that's a that's a tough that's a tough question i don't know <laughs> because it was so intriguing with kane and mankind and even yoko uh but like uh, all uh, th- this isn't point counterpoint I have to completely agree. Shawn <laughs> Michaels. A, so Shawn Michaels? from a from an overall body of work, Shawn Michaels. From a horror aspect, just that, and I just watched it, so it's it's fresh in my mind. I just, it it happened at the end of well, it started kind of in the middle of '97 and kind of is going to the culmination at WrestleMania 14. But like that whole storyline with Kane is just it, it's great storytelling. Yeah, oh. I, and if you and if you have to look at it in a bubble, because if you think of it in an episodic way, like it loses gusto. You know, if you just look back on the entire thing now, mm-hmm. but that in a in a vacuum in a bubble, like ninety seven into ninety eight, even going into the summer of ninety eight, where is the the mankind hell in a cell? So like that that comes up middle of ninety eight. Kane's still involved there. There was a random hell in a cell on a, on a raw one night that was I want to say the Undertaker and and Stone Cold versus Kane and Mankind. I may have them flip flopped possibly in there, but like that in a vacuum, definitely. All right, now what about matches? Undertaker, your your favorite match, and not from all the eras, just your favorite match, Joe D. Uh, ooh, okay, I would say, and I'm gonna. I want to piggyback on that HBK. I would love, just quick side note. I would, sure. I would have loved to have seen more matches with Brett. That's what that's why I want to say that before. I agree. I, with you. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it, and I, I think even Taker and Brett even kind of can see that. That's like they would have loved to have been in the ring more. Um, I, think but they, I, say, I think they thought they had more time. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. Uh, SummerSlam. Uh, I would. Say, SummerSlam '97 is up there. It's uh, a good match. Taker, Taker, and Brett. But I mm-hmm. would say. It's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Taker HBK WrestleMania twenty five. Mm. Uh, that's it, that would be that would probably be number two for me. Okay, okay. but the the Hell in a Cell, <laughs> yeah, Undertaker, Mankind, Mick Foley, that, yeah, that poor bastard. Like <sighs> there, I've just seen that so many times. I wore that tape out. That's the one where he buries them, right? No, that okay. is when he throws him off the top of the hell in a cell. Throws him okay, off the top. Okay. Yeah. And the, he... I I watched it so much. I, I burnt that tape out. I got kind of I got pretty nostalgic for it when we were talking about it this week. I just yeah. I just bought it again on eBay, <laughs> like just on on VHS. I still have it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I just bought it on VHS so for whatever reason. Not I don't even have a, a VCR. Man starts but... retro store immediately goes out buys something retro for himself. <laughs> well, you know what though, and when I get sick of it in a bit. You flip it. You pop it right off. You pop yeah, it right off. Exactly. <laughs> well, from a from, from a from a is that from a just a just a moment standpoint? It's like because it's a, of all the moments in that match, like take a wrestling on a fractured ankle, a just, broken ankle, uh, mankind be like because I, just they, every, everything, and I'll and I'll even say spilling into the first blood match, which was the main event that night. Like just that, the the match with. Mankind, I think, like that changed my whole perception of what this could be. Like, I've never, I never saw the, uh, like, I never saw like the Cactus Jack stuff up until that point because of that, mm-hmm. like, 
there was a little bit of it at, at that WrestleMania. Um, they got pushed off the stage. I guess I guess that that did happen, but just seeing, I thought a man died. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm 11 at that time. You know, pre- yeah. I'm a preteen, and I thought I just saw a man die on live TV. Yeah, I mean, he, he said that they they when they choke chokeslam him on the roof. I didn't know this. He said that Taker said that when he chokeslam them on the ceiling of the cell. Well, we all know what it wasn't supposed to, to break. It wasn't, he wasn't right, supposed yeah. to go through. Number right. one. But number two, he said that if he had stepped, if Taker would have been just, I don't know, a, a, a foot a or foot, two yeah, yeah. over, he would have fell through as well. It was only because he was on the other side of like the of like the bar of the cross of where he chokes him through. He fell through. And he was able to still be on top. Otherwise, he would have fell through as well. And, and probably cr- fell on and it. fell on top of him. And two men, two men falling. Yeah, into the ring. I mean, it was bad enough that the it wasn't even it wasn't even the fall that uh, the throw off the top of the cell through the table that did Mick Foley in mankind. It was the through the through the cage. So mm-hmm. he chokes chokes Landman through the cage, and there was a chair on the same panel mm, and the yeah, chair yeah, yeah. followed him down mm. right into the face mm. smashed no. out a couple teeth give him a concussion mm. he didn't he didn't know if it was raining or tuesday like yeah yeah and now, that- i always wondered i always wondered about that if he was actually like uh, I, i'm sorry i didn't make that I didn't I th- no 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 i think was that the time when they they wheeled mankind out and then he came back on yes. the stri- oh, okay yeah. okay oh, yeah. yeah that was a great match yeah that was a great match yeah because I, I just remember whether or not like when terry funk was there because terry they broke they they broke terry funk was his friend he wasn't coming out as chainsaw charlie he was coming out as terry funk yeah. the person and the referees and the doctors were there so you didn't know what was, what was like, going what was on? Yeah, what was real? Like you never, you never saw Terry Funk it, at least at that time on television as Terry Funk. He was right. his character, Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. Like so, like now this guy's coming out like in a pair, pair, you know, New Balances and a, and a sweatpants and a t-shirt, like yeah. checking on his buddy. Like yeah, that's that's what's, that's that's it terrifying. was crazy. What's happening? Yeah, Wait, who hung? Uh, the big boss man. Oh, that that was the Undertaker as well. That's what I was gonna go with yeah, because yeah. when you talk about like traumatic things, like I think about that. That was Royal Rumble. That that was re- so that was WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania here in, in Philadelphia? Oh, okay, maybe that's what it was. We were at our buddy's house, and I just remember like that's something that just kind of stuck with me, just being like, oh, that. The, What's your favorite match though? Like your favorite match? Match for match. me? I mean, that's. I mean, I again. I'm probably I've that, watched the least amount of like primetime wrestling. So that's something for, that sticks out for you. For me, the one that always sticks out is that WrestleMania in Boston where there was Undertaker versus King. Okay. They both did two huge intros. This right after I introduced them. I got my buddy to right here next to me who was just so fired up. <laughs> We're fired up all night. At that time I remember and it's funny because I hated the rock. And he turned into like a, you know, a world superstar now on screen. See him all the time. Yeah. But he got his ass handed to him by Ken Shamrock, and I was all happy about that. And you know, <laughs> we just rode that wave, and it was like the intensity that's like Taker has the undefeated at WrestleMania. Kane's the thing that's coming to overtake the brother him. coming. Yeah, yeah. What's what's gonna happen? 
and then you went yeah, right into it was a good match yeah. too. And then you went right into and, Stone Cold. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. like, oh, yeah. just culminate the entire yeah. the entire night. And and that was and that's just I want to interject something. That was my biggest problem. I had a hard time accepting Stone Cold's rise because at that WrestleMania, Stone Cold, the WrestleMania 13, where Taker finally won and mm-hmm. he was a good guy and he you know held the belt up. Bret Hart and Steve Austin's match was so much better. Yeah, it, it's, definitely. It's, it took the wind, right? Like right. that moment for The Undertaker in WrestleMania 13, it's like this could have been so much better. But no, it was Bret Hart and Steve Austin. It, it, it barely gets talked about. Like that, that is yeah. amazing. Yeah, amazing though. Yeah. There are two matches: Crocker Series before, and then WrestleMania 13 were just absolute clinics. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I understand what you're saying, but like they didn't, they didn't do, they didn't do him justice, Taker, when they had him. Listen, God bless Sid Vicious. You know, I, I'm not <laughs> sure. nothing wrong with Sid, but you have two. You could have paired him up with someone. That maybe could have executed a better match as far as chemistry wise. Yeah. You put Sid against HBK, you put Sid against Brett, that's something different. You have two big guys in the ring after a clinic like that. And I get it. You want to have this big, scary heel or, or basically wrestle where Taker goes after, but it's like that doesn't always work. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, that's, and that's, the, that's on booking. I, and I, and, I and as, someone, as someone who has just watched that entire period mm-hmm. of time yeah they had a lot a lot of other options and a lot of other outs that they could have went with um i actually kind of half fell in love with sid just watching the night his bit of 97 but nevertheless like it, it was a terrible match and they didn't they didn't have chemistry and uh it didn't, didn't do the the big undertaker justice no no i always thought that moment was taken from him because yeah. the bret hart stone cold match was so good it's, it's all anyone talks about from that WrestleMania. Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. what was worse, I saw my favorite, my other favorite wrestler turn into a bad guy. All of a sudden, he's giving fans the finger, and then Steve Austin's this like, oh, he lasted. He never tapped out. Yeah, yeah He yeah. just he passed out. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but, that was, but but I, you know what? And you find out though that was all Brett's idea. Uh, Brett, Brett saw Stone Cold, the rise of Stone Cold. And he was like, I, 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 like, all that was, yeah, both of them, but like Brett orchestrated all of that, mm. that double turn, like him and Stone Cold and Steve were working with the bookers and everything like that. But uh, Bruce Pritchard, they were all working, but Brett was like, saw all of that. That's how good Brett was. Yeah, good and that, that's why he's I mean, the, the that best there is, is, best there was, best there ever will be. Yeah. Yes. And like, so to, yeah, it sucked from a st- fan standpoint. Yes. From a, a a wrestling standpoint and being like for you know uh being the i guess the the orchestrator of it all mm-hmm. sort of that's an accomplishment right there to execute that double turn because without bret hart you don't get that moment and you don't you don't get to stone cold you know you know what i mean like that doesn't mm-hmm. that hasn't happened it, i'm sure it eventually would have happened but not like that yeah so yeah. i mean you could probably maybe chalk that up as like yeah it sucked from a fan standpoint but from like a that was all brett right there yeah yeah which is great but but that was that, that's one of the things that always was always deflating about the undertakers he never had the belt often he was always overlooked in that respect and then when he finally does win it it, it was so it, it was so what is that anticlimactic it went over like a fart in church it, right because yeah. it's like oh, okay all right cool so he has the belt against psycho sid 
but like all I'm thinking about is Bret Hart being a bad guy and Stone Cold now being and, on top of the world. And he was still, and The Undertaker was still not really in the title picture then. Like, even like it was just an, a way to get it on yeah. Bret Hart, which then led to the Montreal screw job. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And that was SummerSlam, right? When, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. They had matches like he had matches with Stone Cold. He had, you know, Fuse like Farouk, yeah, and, like Farouk, like whatever. But like, yeah, I, I love, love Farouk. Like, I love, like, I love the later iteration of Farouk. Ron, yeah, Ron Simmons is. Oh man, shout out to Ron Simmons, <laughs> dude. He, he, you know, he's but, like, yeah, yeah. But like, to, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. It's just like he eventually got it though. Like that years, the years, HBK Edge. He had the title, and the, the, those were earned. Like those were his mm-hmm. moments, his shining moments from a title perspective. Batista, oh my God, Being, uh, his match against Batista at WrestleMania, that was that was an iconic moment. Him versus Edge was an icon. It's such a great moment. And I, a I good missed deal. all this. I thought yeah. Edge was going to break the streak. I thought Edge was going to end the streak. He could have, and he he could have been. I, he, I would have accepted him as the right person. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he could have been one of the. Yeah, I remember being in college. We had a bunch of people over. We were all watching that WrestleMania, and my one buddy was a big Edge fan. He was pulling for him. It's like he was really getting scary. It was like if anybody's going to do it, Edge is up and cutting. He has the title. Edge could do it. This could be Edge's thing, and he was undefeated at WrestleMania at the time too. That is. So I was like, oh my god, and it was a great, great, fantastic match. And uh, and Taker won and got the that was one of his another one of his another crowning of his title wins. Uh, I would say crown. that's probably his most crowning WrestleMania win. Hmm. So like, yeah, so winning that title I think made up for what was lost a few <laughs> years before that. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent agree. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll tell you what the real horrifying thing about wrestling in general, it's like I will follow one of the things. What, what made me want to do this episode is because The Undertaker himself has been doing just the rounds of, <laughs> yes. you know, Hot Ones, Joe Rogan, all the things. And, you know, obviously he's not here because <laughs> we're not there we're, yet. Yes. Not yet. Not so, yet. But that's, that's ultimately like, and it's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a figure that's like early on of a style of entertainment that i would eventually get into that's like one of the first exposures at a young age so it's like you know this dark thing and it's like you know got into horror movies got into metal got into you know i, mm-hmm. I think it all kind of ties together maybe it definitely does you know <laughs> yeah. um mix that in with like some video games yeah all, all good stuff so yeah absolutely the undertaker so well so this guy. the the reason one of the reasons we're doing this episode is he officially retired or is he retiring so they did the quote-unquote official retirement ceremony at this past survivor series which was 30 years to the i, okay. I want to say to the day even yeah so it's 30 yeah, years it was. 30, yeah it was 30 years to the day from when he debuted okay so he didn't wrestle or anything he came out and a bunch of his buddies came out and you know old wrestlers and you know everyone kind of saluted him blah 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 he came oh, out PSK came out yeah like all his old yeah he used to have like a bunch of buddies that he rolled with <laughs> like so all his old buddies came out and stuff like that and oh, he so i hope i hope this is yeah it. yeah but he's also said things like on like certain podcasts where it's like well you know when vince opens that that checkbook 
It's like, yep. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what he makes it sound like he stayed well, around. And even and even right now, I'm, and God, I, I think it would be you. you would ju- you're just going to ruin so much of the the mystique, which I think is already getting a little. I don't want to say ruined, but like. He's now on Joe Rogan. He's on Hot Ones. Like yeah. it's not. Oh, he's doing it, the whole round. Yeah, it's ESPN's not, it, podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not the Undertaker. It's not what it is. We, we just don't live in that world anymore. But if he would come back again for let's say this WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't put it past them, especially now that so this is gonna they. If you haven't seen anything in the news lately. Um, WWE is getting rid of their own streaming service, which is the WWE Network. They're dropping the network, and they are getting moving everything to Peacock. So oh, I, that wow. wasn't a joke earlier. That that was serious. Wow. So Peacock oh, is yeah. a one billion five uh, five year one billion dollar deal for all the exclusive online streaming rights. Wow. So they're moving to Peacock for the same yep. price. Plus, you get all the Peacock Premium right. stuff too. So, so you can have The Office, and you yeah, can have Parks and, and Rec. Ten, and it's 10 bucks, and all the WWE stuff. Wow. And and WrestleMania is going to be... There. Yeah, they do. Then Peacock's... It's NBC. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, they have a lot of good shows. But WrestleMania is going to be on Peacock this year. So, like, I feel like they're going to try and pull out all the stops to really yeah. just drive the subs, drive whatever, like, probably have some, like, promo codes where, like, they can directly tie it back to... To WWE, like they want to show their worth to Peacock, who just spent a billion dollars on this. I, but true, you may, but you, you, you I think you, it, it would be terrible. It, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, I, but, but I don't think see, I, I, I agree and I disagree. I think you got five years, you got five year contract. So I think there, I hope Vince doesn't try and do that because I, I would only accept it for this. I think that they are going to have. Um, I think he's, I think he is done, but I I think he's finally done. Um, But I do think that whether it's a send off, whether it's a five minute match, like he did with John Cena, or whether it's a, um, just another, another send off ceremony thing, whatever, goodbye. They are going to wait till uh, this thing sort of settles down and we can get crowds back. And I think they're going to do it right. They couldn't do it. Hall of of Fame induction. Hall, like a Hall of Fame induction, I feel like would be the perfect thing because yeah. you have all your, you can have all your peers there, you can have fans there, you can do it inside something like a Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And so you yeah. think that would be better than this? I mean, because both of you really talked up the cinematic approach uh, to the last WrestleMania, and that being kind of like, you know what, this is a perfect way to end this character for good, as far as being Undertaker the wrestler. So you think you, Joe D, you think you would rather see him go out on like a three, five minute match type thing? No. Well, no, I just, I, I love the way it, it, it he drew off into the sunset kind of deal, yeah. you know, off, off that's literally how Danny, uh, spoiler, right. <laughs> drive off into the yeah. night, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying, uh, yeah, I'm not saying he won or not. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying he won or lost. I'm not saying, who yeah, won. Yeah. but he did drove while well, he did drive off eventually, okay. you know, on his motorcycle. So that just goes to show you, I'm not, that doesn't mean he won or lost, I what guess. So, but then again, go on, Joe. Go on, Joe. No, I was going to say, I, I just, I think that fan, he need, he needs to. The crowd uh, was the, the crowd noise on Survivor Series this past. It was it was pumped in. 
and they had the Undertaker chance pumped in through the audio, through the crowd, and he was sort of looking around. And he had to play it off like it was a real crowd, and, <laughs> and it was cool. But it was like it's not, it's not, it's not, it's a, not the same. There's not real people there, yeah. and you can hear like the ovation. I can just he deserves if anybody deserves for a crowd to send him off and give him the chance, the claps, the Undertaker, Undertaker, like, it, it's him. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're and we're sitting here doing a, a podcast about him on a on a horror <laughs> podcast. Like it's right, right. It, it's someone prolific. Yep. He deserves that. No, I was gonna say like I don't I don't put it past him. I don't put it past Vince McMahon that like there's some amount of money in the world that can bring him back. But because let's face it, I mean it's the rules of wrestling. Everyone knows this. Everyone's behind the curtain every night, so you never know. Like just every wrestler is behind that curtain every single night. Yeah, that's that's the mystique yeah. of it. Fifty-five, fifty-six to keep going at like no, his he, size. He's, he's way too old. He's way too big. Your preference, though, do you like that that graveyard match to be it, or do yes. you think he? Sh- okay, I, got it. I I am completely comfortable and acceptable on on my twenty, you know, twenty years of knowing the Undertaker. That that's okay how it can end yeah no that's awesome i mean and you know it we I'll are po- i'll post i'll post a link to it on my social or whatever absolutely okay. you know and it is a horror website and i'll tell you the real horror is it's like you know the undertaker is not going to be like that in, in retirement but there is a literal nightmare that a lot of ex-wrestlers have to go through once they leave this once they leave yeah. the sport so that's scary yeah that's, but that he is. will he- avoid that part yeah. of it so good for him you know, congratulations on a real long career. You know, don't snub us next time we do a tribute episode for you. What's his real name? Mark Calloway. Mark Calloway yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mark, we're watching you, Mark. You know, we'll see what you. Hey, do. good on good on him. Hey, yeah. I, I love that he's doing all these interviews and things, man. He needs to do. He needs to figure. He's trying to figure his uh his post career out. The next thing, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'll say that's probably the biggest key to it that I think that he might be done. He because he's this is all he knows, and he's trying to figure out. <laughs> what what is next right? he's gonna probably be doing what we're doing right now if he's I, hanging out with steve steve austin yeah yeah <laughs> he's hanging out with well, joe man, rogan you get yourself a get yeah. yourself a podcast you get yourself a steve weiser here yeah. we go you get plenty of advertisers and you get plenty of listeners he'd, yeah. nope, he'd be just oh, yeah. fine so. Well, Joe D from Different Take, thank you very much. I know you had to wake up early yep. there on the uh west coast so thank you so much for spending some time to talk taker man Absolutely. Anytime. Well, that's different, all <laughs> different, different take on YouTube. Yes, on different the, take. On the YouTube. Please subscribe to a, Joe. Joe's putting out some extremely high quality content. Reviews, breakdowns, teases. Um, I, I'm actually I'm going to go to your channel exclusively for anything Halloween Kills because I'm expecting you to psych me up for, for this next chapter, all right? Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you guys have me excited yeah. for yeah. that, to be honest. <laughs> So, Joe D., Thank thanks you. very much, man. Yeah. We're yeah. Thank you. And we got Steve. Tell him about your website. Oh, absolutely. So, so follow me. I, I post a bunch of wrestling stuff, and uh, I just started a store, Keystone Retro. You can follow me on all the social platforms. It's either Keystone Retro or maybe an underscroll in there, this, that, the other place. But KeystoneRetro.com. Uh, I, have a, I have a sale going on right now for the Royal Rumble, 10% off anything. I'll keep that up till midnight tomorrow night. So if anyone's listening to this on Monday, you can check that out. Uh, follow me on there. I'll post some good content. I'll post a link to some of these matches as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing you know where your site goes. I already checked it out. Got Same. Some, got some cool Funko Pops and other things that collectors, if you're into wrestling, should definitely check out. 
Uh, as for Eddie and I, before right as we're finishing off for Red River Horror, uh, March 31st, coming to theaters and on HBO Max will be King Kong versus Godzilla. Steve, yes. you are, have already heard oh, yeah. my excitement. Ed, I know you're a huge Godzilla fan, yep. which is why I will decide to be Team King Kong. You oh, can be Jesus. Team Godzilla. <laughs> so just a quick rapid fire, Steve, Godzilla or King Kong? Godzilla. Joe? Oh, Kong. Okay, Kong? looks like we're going to keep Are it. Mar- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. Well, we're going to preface this whole thing, but anyway, Godzilla loses in the, what is it, the 1960s one, because, you know, America had to say, ah, no, 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 King Kong's always going to beat Godzilla, so Mm -hmm. I'm really pissed off about this, so uh, the the, the trailer, (laughs) I'm not happy with what I'm seeing, even though it's going to be a a showdown of epic proportions, Uh, Joe, to be determined, all right? To, to be determined, but this is going to be our thing from now until it comes out. We're going to get into I'm going to watch every King Kong and every Godzilla movie. Yeah. One of my favorite bands is actually called Gojira, so which is so, and, and I'll, I'll do a short plug here. Podcast I listen to uh, We Watch Wrestling. Uh, Matt McCarthy, he is a he's an actor used to write for Conan. He used to be a writer for WWE as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome podcast. Um, he also has one that's called uh, Oh man, if I can think of it is justifying my movie collection. So he has a podcast called that. And That's he, cool. And he was just watching every single Godzilla and King Godzilla Kong, and King Kong nice. leading up to it until it got delayed, of course. But yep. yeah. cool stuff. Check him right. out. I wasn't hyped, but then I watched the trailer. It made me laugh a whole bunch with a lot of cheesy one-liners. So I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's, the let's, best kind. let's go with this thing. Eddie, anything else from you before we log off here? No, I just want to thank our guest, Joe D. from Different Take. Uh, out on the left coast i want to thank steve feast congrats on the new store and thanks for providing a lot of content here for the undertaker guys it was great reminiscing with you two specifically about the undertaker joe that's all i have yep and then of course you know where to find us you can email us for suggestions for episodes and other nonsense at redriverhorror at gmail.com i forgot plug steve's piece on the site it's you that's on there definitely talk about a couple times boom check out that article you can find me at red river joe or you can tweet with us our hashtag games on tuesdays and wednesdays at red river horror on twitter and on instagram otherwise that's all we got for you this week keep traveling those channels for up channels of fear that's it goodbye